What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are back with the Power Rankings, guys, again here for episode three. And this season just keeps on cranking along. We got a double tribal this week. Yes. And yeah, so much to talk about. So as always, I'm Paul. I'm here with Joe. Hi, everybody. And we are ready to just dive right in. Um, season Survivor Michigan is kind of known for just these like stretches of really good episodes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is another like solid entry into that. It's not like a like complete banger of an episode where like we don't get uh I mean we we do kind of get a uh tell make it high for me moment at the end, but we'll get to that. Oh, so we, a little bit of one of those moments. Uh, but again, another great episode. We do get our answer to what is rhythm tap ensemble. Yes, we do. That was very nice to see. Thrilled to find out that we mm-hmm. would, we weren't going to have to fly that one up the flagpole, that they were already <laughs> providing the answer. And overall, just a lot of great moments. We're digging more into everybody here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we feel like we get a little bit more time with everybody and kind of what everybody's thinking, except for T-Rex. Um, we don't get a lot he, of T-Rex time. Yeah, but he went time with T-Rex's accent, which I did text you earlier. <laughs> but I was like, I, I was like, I honestly think I'm just now finding out that T-Rex, because we talked a little bit about like French Survivor in the first episode. But oh, I, yeah. I didn't even think that I noticed he had an accent until this episode. That's really funny. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. And then he went extinct for the rest of the episode, just like yep. the he actual dinosaurs. That's a, great, <laughs> so... that's a great pun. <laughs> I, uh, I've been I waiting have, all night to say that. I appreciate you come with one locked and loaded. That uh, we, we always get us off to the right start. Um, <laughs> so um, speaking of getting off to the right start, I feel like Stephanie gets off to this right start in this episode where she does the thing where after you get totally blindsided and you're just mad, you do the thing where you're like, great job, guys. Like, really great blindside. Like, man, like. I know it's not what I wanted, but I know a good one when I see one. Like, you have to do that thing. Yeah. And yeah. you and I have played enough online games, live games, to know what it's like to be on the wrong side of a blind side. And it sucks. And it's awful. And you have to go and do that. Wow, you guys are really poor over on us. <laughs> Very impressive. Like, ugh. I know. It's so awkward, too. And it's different from, like, the CBS version because, like, they at least have to like travel back to camp and I'm sure they have a lot of time where it's silence. And then you get that like awkward moment, moment back at camp where this it's like the vote literally happens. And then you take like 10 steps forward and then you're all just standing in a circle, like waiting for the next challenge. And it's like, all right, I have to react to everything that just happened. Like right now. Yeah. And Matthew Israel is pointing a camera in your face. <laughs> exactly. Like, so yeah, it's, it's terrible, but she does as good of a job as she's gonna do here. Yeah, for sure. Which I appreciate the attempt. Luke mm-hmm. is like, he's just not he's not giving it the same finesse that stephanie is he's kind of trying to do this thing Mm -hmm. but it's really just coming across do you remember like in friends when ross is dating aisha tyler and joey and rachel are together and he's like i'm fine i'm fine (laughs) who wants fajitas like that's kind of the kind of energy (laughs) he's giving is like that very manic david schwimmer energy and then emily has some really great quotes here this is Mm -hmm. uh, this is probably our first real shining star emily moment because she's also on the wrong side of this vote right um and she goes my grandma watches this show like she didn't (laughs) think it was going to be this intense and then she just looks at the camera and she goes this is not the way to make friends That was perfect. I'm kind of like, I do understand that mm-hmm. sentiment, Emily, because there yeah. are those moments. Because there's also this great moment where um, 
Noah and Ian again. And again, we get an outrage off 2.0, mm-hmm. which is there's no way anyone could have listened to our podcast before putting together this episode, but it's almost like they did. And they gave us just another sample of these two right. guys. Like, can you believe this is unbelievable? <laughs> it's, it's almost like Seinfeld esque, like it's mm. almost like Jerry and George. Yeah, I think I want to start calling these two Jerry and George. I love because I think they're just giving, like, what, what is going on here? What are these? Can you believe this? I love it so much, 100% of the time. But anyhow, there's also this moment where they're like, Ian is like, I would like to have a beer with Luke. Mm-hmm. but I don't want to play with them in this game. Yeah. In the moment, <laughs> I love these two. Though these two need a podcast yes, immediately. I don't care really what they do. Yeah. But there's this moment where Ian goes like, I don't think I'd really like to have a beer with Luke. And Noah is kind of like, eh. Like he's just so <laughs> non-committal about it. Like he would not be thrilled to have a beer with Luke. And mm-hmm. it's just so good. Yeah. The Outrage Off 2.0, mm-hmm. um, gets me so but these guys know they're in the driver's seat at this point right oh for sure yeah i, I think mean especially they... noah is yeah. like he is really godfathering this episode mm-hmm. yeah he really is it's yeah it's cool to see they're just like yeah though all these people are gonna throw out our names we'll just send them home what do you mean we're yeah. not bothered and especially for these two guys who've watched so much Survivor Michigan, they've been mm-hmm. around for so much of it, to be in it, and then to be in it and doing well has yeah. got to be this very, like, <laughs> you know. Because, like, you know, Ian's got Cooper and Leia, and then Noah has Bailey, obviously. These people mm-hmm. who played Survivor Michigan played very hard, but also all three really had these very chaotic journeys, especially in their first seasons, and then also in All-Stars. And so now Ian and Noah are like, what like it's hard like, <laughs> just masterminded all these votes like who cares right. you know, with challenges so like you know they're probably pretty insufferable at like the <laughs> cast parties and stuff and all of this going forward so and yeah. i'm i'm here for it i love these yeah. dudes um but we do go back to obsidian where we find out that mason loves justin but we can say it mason loves justin he's like this is my dude i love it then sometimes like you get that alliance bro that you're with where you're just like mm-hmm. oh, apparently the fire oh. trucks are going down the road so yeah wow yeah let's hope that's not my apartment building um <laughs> but like you totally get it and it's also one of those things where like i'm kind of like <laughs> mason like is like justin is my dude and justin's like yeah i've got a lot of irons on the fire <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> right you get the feeling that Justin is not nearly as, and especially later in this episode, you get the feeling that Justin is not nearly as sold on Mason as Mason mm. is sold on Justin. You're kind of like, yeah, oh, that's not great. Right. And, but, you know, it, but it's also kind of this like food chain thing where like Mason really wants to be besties with Justin, but Justin really wants to be best friends with George, but George is already best friends with Jack. So there's kind of like this high school hierarchy on Obsidian <laughs> where it's like, George and Jack and Katie, like they're the cool kids. And then like Justin's like, no, like I'm one of the cool kids too. I'm one of the cool kids too. <laughs> and Mason's like, yeah, like if Justin's one of the cool kids, I'm one of the cool kids with Justin too. And they're just it's just this very like food chainy situation mm-hmm. that is just cracking me up. Um T-Rex's accent. That's the the and also uh hot tub time. Yeah, we is got another the same hot tub from the All-Stars premiere. It kind of oh, it like did it. kind of yeah. But also, where is this hot tub? Yeah, we need answers. Where's well, our? I like, need to know where this hot yeah. tub is. Who it's has it? Whose house is it at? Winter in Ann Arbor. Right. This giant hot tub. I would pay good money 
to have a giant hot tub accessible <laughs> in a Michigan winter. So I right. need to know more about this. Yes. And it's also like, I love the emergence of party animal, George. <laughs> I, I want to dig into this. Yeah. Cause I feel like this is not his natural habitat. No, I feel like I feel I, the same I feel, way. I feel like if you're thinking like, who are like the major party animals in Survivor Michigan history? I don't mm. think George <laughs> is there. And yet, on the other hand, through three episodes, who has partied more than Obsidian? Yeah, I know. I mean, they haven't been needing to go to tribal yet. So, like, what else do they have to do except party? Obsidian has barely been sober for the first three <laughs> episodes of this game. Um, and I feel like. Looking at the map here, like, if you had, like, a party animal tribe, you'd think, oh, like, it's definitely, like, Dylan and Brady and Jackson and Dale mm-hmm. yep. and Ben seems like he'd be fun at a party and AJ seems like he's a great time at a mm-hmm. party. And, like, these are, like, the party dudes of Survivor Michigan. Yeah. Mike from Pike is going to get another shout out here because <laughs> I love that guy. Like, definitely, like, the Alexes are probably great mm-hmm. at a party. Like, definitely, these are the bros. And Maggie, don't forget Maggie. Oh, I was just doing the bros. Oh, the bros. Okay, I was going to say. Doing, if we're doing all the party people of Survivor Michigan, it's Maggie. <laughs> Everybody everyone else. else. Like, okay. like, I, I would not have... Dylan's great, Brady's great, Jackson and Dale, whatever. I, they, these, these people are not touching Maggie. Right. Okay, good. It's I Maggie. Sure. Bailey. <laughs> like, oh, I, like, honestly, again, I'm not going to go on to this tangent, but... If we're drafting people I want, people whose Survivor Michigan party I want to attend. Oh, yeah. You named most of them right there. Anyhow, but my point was to say that you don't really think of George in that group. Mm -mm. And yet he is kind of doing it. Like he's kind of like really making this work. And this whole tribe is just kind of into it. Yeah, he kind of reminds me, not to throw it to a Big Brother reference, but um, Derek from Big Brother whatever season that 16. was like yeah yeah where he had to kind of like he was a little bit older but he kind mm-hmm. of had to like make himself younger and like fit in with the kind of the younger crowd i feel like george is kind of doing a similar thing um, this is completely the tribe. Derek game yeah and that's a really also a really great metaphor for i think the georgia jack thing is giving mm. very much the Derek and cody yes thing. Oh, okay per- yeah Okay, I cool. think Jack is obviously mm-hmm. better than Cody. I think we've already Agreed. seen that. Yeah, but yeah. I think they're definitely giving that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, <laughs> speaking of that, my very next note was um, Jack and George are giving nerdy twin model twin when they're in this double because they kind of look <laughs> similar when they're in this two shot. But George kind of has like the glasses and the flannel and Jack mm-hmm. is like kind of like made up and he's like like dressed. And I'm kind of like, these two are like, this is like a mismatched twins comedy, kind of like a parent trap <laughs> scenario where like one of them like had to take like piano lessons and go to computers <laughs> camp. And the other one was like jetting off to Milan and like <laughs> doing photo shoots. I'm like, yeah. I want to uh, let's let's not. I, I don't want to lose that as we go on in the season because I like these two as mm-hmm. parent trapped twins. Yeah. At one point, someone and I don't remember who says that George wrote and created Survivor. <laughs> see and, and I'm really grateful that he did that. Um, it's been a major hobby of mine for three years now. So right, thank you, George, for writing and creating. Yeah, Survivor. I wouldn't be who I was without George. It's true. Um, <laughs> the the we get. <laughs> We get this, so Noah and Taylor are on Quidditch together. It's Taylor, right, that's on the Quidditch with Noah? 
Yes, I believe because they're correct. that's a cross tribe thing, right? Yes, but yes, we get yeah. this picture of them with their faces circled. Oh, like, this is giving like Law and Order. Yes, like, like this is giving murder either suspects board, or murder like, victims. I can't yeah. decide which ones, but it's one of the two, and it's very <laughs> giving that like so so. I like so that funny. everybody's like really doing their research. Yeah, like this has been a season like heavy of that. I feel like like. People are stalking the, the the social media. They're trying to put the pieces together. Um, I feel like it's once you pull at that first thread. So mm-hmm. once you find out a secret about somebody, and yeah. obviously Ian is that first very, <laughs> very loose thread. Right. I feel like you're just hungry for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel you like know, I, I remember in past seasons, like people trying to hide things and like scrub their social medias and stuff. So it's like, I don't know if people have gotten more lax with that. Or people have gotten more into like doing the detective work and like really seeing, you know, really trying to find like even the most random of connections, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon situations. (laughs) I feel like this is a really like very hardworking detective season, Mm -hmm. which I think is funny because like it's kind of like, you know, you and I are both escape room people. Yeah. It's kind of like, you just have to find that first thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just sets off a, a like a, like I motion, everything. And these people know each other and these people do each other mm-hmm. ahead of time. And these people, whatever. And I feel like that's the era we're at with this season is it's just like the, I, I need to find out some information about somebody. Right. And here we go. Yeah. I mean, then we go right from this to this George and Katie moment where they're in the kitchen and George makes the pun about the spiders. <laughs> it just gets no reaction. Yeah, so, and then he just, just like leaves, just exits stage right. And I'm just like, George. Stage left. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it's a yes from me. Yeah. Everything about George's season so far has been just a complete yes from me. And also, I want to know who was filming that. Because it does right. look like somebody was standing up filming that. And I want to know if the person filming that laughed behind the camera or not. <laughs> or if they, like, I, I need to know that. But, yeah, I mean, overall, so so good. So, also, I, I have more questions. So, okay. we get another tease of this thing at the beginning of the episode with Ian and Noah. Where Ian is like, I have to tell you one more thing. Does that pay off? Or did mm-hmm. I, like, fall asleep? During the episode, what did he tell him? I don't remember. It's like in the it's like in the very beginning of the episode, we go back to this shot of Ian and Noah from the Outrage Off 1.0, and Ian is like, "I have to tell you one more thing," and Noah's like, "Oh no, one more thing," and then we go right into the opening credits. Okay, I think I saw that too, and I think I was confused. It still hasn't paid but off. I don't. Right? I don't think Are so. We crazy. Are we missing something? I Maybe don't... there's something going on in the Discord that we don't know about. Maybe. Because, you know, neither one of us are on Discord, and I don't really think I know what it is super. But apparently yeah. there's a Survivor Michigan one where people talk and have opinions about lots of stuff. Oh, wow. And maybe okay. even have opinions about us, which makes me nervous. Um, Why don't we live in our... Uh, what's that? The ignorance is bliss. If, if, the, if my two options are ignorance or learn how to use discord, it's going to be <laughs> ignorance every time. I guarantee you it's always going to be ignorance. Um, yeah. We'll have to, let's put a pin in that because yes, I want to know more about that. And also yeah. I want to know, we kind of pull up to this challenge and obsidian is there and Sokka is like not there. And we see Brady just, we see, we hear somebody singing All Star by Smash Mouth. And Brady just starts cursing them out. 
And I was like, can I get a little more context? Is he? Ye- is it Sokka that's yelling, singing All Stars? Mm. Is it production? Who is Brady yelling at? Yeah. Where is All Star coming from? Like, what? what is going on? I think at first I thought it was maybe just random people. Then I was like, maybe it's production. Like, obviously, they're coming off of all the All-Star season. Um, yeah. But it could also just be Sokka, too. Like, I, I don't know. It left me with a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, we get into this challenge, and my first note is just ska. I love <laughs> ska music. Reminds <laughs> me of the late 90s. Makes me think of Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt, one of the greatest <laughs> albums of all time. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah, ska. Thanks, George, for the ska. Um <laughs> So this challenge, this is a really interesting challenge. Yeah. And I feel like this is also a long challenge, but we compare it to last week's best of 12, and it doesn't <laughs> feel as long. Not, I'm sorry, not best of 12. First, first 12, which is 12. technically a best of 23. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, it just doesn't feel as long. And also there's some there's some stuff that happens along the way. Let's, let's yeah. start by saying it that way. There's some stuff. There so, is some stuff. Um, the first stuff that happens is that Luke hands a ball to Ian instead of Emily. Which I feel like is weird in the moment. In but the moment, yes. But it sort of sets up this, did Luke get bamboozled storyline that we that are is talk exactly, about a little bit. Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking about too. Um, obviously after, like in the moment I was yeah. like, kind of weird but in my mind i was like okay maybe he's trying to like build that bridge back with ian so okay fine like if it's between ian and emily sure um but yeah i think it does actually start that sort of journey for luke to try to like get back in with the group and play up the fact that he was sort of like blindsided by the whole situation so yeah it's I don't know how much of it is like forethought. I don't know how I don't know how much of it is Luke going. I'm going to give this ball to Ian, mm-hmm. and then Ian is later going to. I don't know how much yeah, of that, right? But it pays off. Yeah, it does. And I feel like it's <clears throat> it's testament to something I'm always saying about Survivor that people are disagreeing with me about frequently is that sometimes you just try stuff. Mm. Just try stuff. Yeah. It may never pay dividends. It may never pay off. Too many people watch Survivor watch the cbs edited version of survivor and think that that's survivor Mm. the everything that happens on screen has a meaning has a purpose you know whatever and sometimes survivor is just doing stuff right that'll never make the edit (laughs) that'll never matter that'll never have any consequences and i feel like this is one of those things that does end up paying off for luke Mm. so yeah for luke yeah um there was a moment where i really really thought jack was gonna hit stick george um (laughs) when george is running back with that tennis ball because i don't know if you ever like you, I, I, you are a football guy, but you're not a huge football guy. Yeah. So there are I, these times okay. when somebody like will like catch a ball or whatever, and like, or will be like running, and you'll see somebody off in the distance, and you can tell when a tackle is going to happen before mm. it happens, especially a really brutal tackle. Yeah. And there was just this moment where Jack is standing in this position, and like George is running out of an angle, and I'm like, is Jack gonna just? truck him right now like, <laughs> absolutely murder him and i was kind of like um and then he doesn't i'm like okay <laughs> good because i was like i know jack is like cosplaying as a frat star like party guy <laughs> jack but i'm like he's still uh, my fragile baby boy and i was yeah. like, you're not, like he's not getting up from that no like, no it's 
yeah, I was like, you're about to see the difference between undergrad and postgrad. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that I could do, you know, I could, I played intramural sports when I was an undergrad and whatever, hit, fall over, whatever, and just get back up and you're fine. But mm-hmm. if I tried to do now, or even like in my mid 20s, like where George is, I would not be able to move for days. <laughs> so thankful that Jack did not destroy George. Brady yeah. loves balls. Okay. Um, so then next we get, um, (laughs) Stephanie and Thages. I I gotta take a moment. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. My jaw was on the floor. I feel like not, I feel like it's one of those things. Sometimes you see things that are like exciting in the moment and then weird on the watch back. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was weird in the moment. Yes. I feel like this, even for those people standing there was weird yeah and i feel like Thagis is doing the thing where he's like yeah guys i did it for the tribe yeah whatever and i feel like the whole tribe is kind of like yay like thanks so much Thagis. like we like i i appreciate that like well done like it's it's just this very (laughs) there's a quote later from Anne that i'm obsessed with um where Anne just goes the other tribe kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like i don't agree that Sokka kind of sucks but i do agree that this is definitely the island of misfit toys like yeah. maybe as much as we've ever seen in survivor michigan the island mm-hmm. of misfit toys yeah um because you have that you have that tribe in all stars that's like the sam megan aj um dylan aaron tribe mm. that loses a lot of challenge or whatever this they look like Karor from Palau compared <laughs> to this. Like, they look like, they make Sam and Dylan and Megan and AJ look like Tom and Ian and Katie and Karen compared to this soccer tribe. This group is a mess. At one point, like, Luke is sort of calling out Noah. He's kind of like, yeah, Noah, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, it was. I think when he wins, he says something. And it's kind of like, this is just weird energy. Yeah, weird energy. That's the good way to put it. Stephanie is not having fun. I know. Like, this, I I do have a note later that this is, I feel bad for Stephanie. And I really feel bad. Like, this is one of the most brutal boot episodes I've ever seen across any survivor and not in, yeah. the, in the sense that Stephanie is making mistakes or Stephanie is doing things wrong, but she just kind of really gets beat up out the door literally. I, and I know. Physically. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, it's a very oof episode for the soccer tribe, yes. which contains a lot of people we like, but it's just like every weird story beat happens here. And I it's know. just not great. Yeah. Um, I felt yeah. Uncomfortable. I think I texted Paul. I was you did. Like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, and just... I knew exactly where you were when watching the episode. You yeah. didn't even need to explain. I was like, "Yep, it's awkward. It's awkward in the moment. It's awkward for. It's awkward enough when they're vertical, and then at one point they're on the ground, and I'm just yeah, like, there's, there's just no, no, there was no reason for that, and there was still like a few rounds it left. It was like, so early. It's not even. Are you really worried Stephanie is gonna beast mode cowboy the rest of this challenge? I know. Like. I mean, and props. Comfortable. Let's give props to Stephanie. Like she hung in there. Yes. She Big eliminated props. him as well. Yes. So that was fine. And then 
I was at least glad to see like in her next interview about it, that she didn't like, it didn't seem to phase her that yes. much, which was good, but there's no need to. It phased me. Oh, it phased me <laughs> it phased too. Me I was just like, just... yeah, but I'm glad. But she... I do have to say it set up another one of my favorite moments of this episode. <laughs> I'm trying to get through it. <laughs> After that whole wrestling, Obsidian has to go and George just says, can we promise we won't do that? <laughs> And then I just wrote down George is my like he, George is my comfort character this season. Yeah. Like I'm just here because it's just his delivery of the line is sitcom esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the like, same thing. I was just like, can we not do like, yes, George? That. <laughs> and then at one point, someone just says, "There's a lot of testosterone here." <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, correct. Yeah. But we also, I will say, as much as we've been dogging Sokka, my very favorite still frame of this episode that I actually really just want to make the background of my computer and my lock screen is Ian and Luke standing side by side. (laughs) It's the funniest visual I've ever seen in my life. I, and and it's, it's a perfect moment because you can't, it's like, you can't tell is Luke that tall. Is Ian that tiny? Is this like a forced perspective picture where one person stands really close to the camera and Ian is Mm -hmm. like 30 feet back? How it's just, and then at one point, Ian does like a jump into like a, like a flying (laughs) X, like a cheerleader jump for no reason. It's just so out of character for him that I'm just howling. It's, oh my gosh, unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for Luke to like put his arm. Like on Ian's I, head or shoulder I think or something. You had to lean down to do the because <laughs> you know you have the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito in Twins, right? Or Arnold right. Schwarzenegger. I think this is different than that. I think Luke is like nine feet tall. Because <laughs> I, I don't, so Ian's I, actually like six one, <laughs> and Luke is just extremely tall. Because I don't remember Ian being that small. Like I feel like we've, we have not. We had that conversation a little bit last week, but it was also in relation to Luke. But like I don't is Ian a super small bean? Like should we play a game and try to guess his height? I don't know because maybe is Ian one of those people who's like don't talk about my height? Oh, that's I mean be. we've done two podcast episodes on it now, so I mean yeah, that's fair. Okay, we cannot do I that. Wanna, I don't want to guess his height just yeah. in case it's a sensitive topic. That's true. But Sorry, Ian. That he's not that small. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sorry because he's not that small. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. Small, and, and also he's adorable. So there's like All also right. that. Like he's not like. And plus, it's this is short king season. It's oh, 2023. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So Ian is, <laughs> if anything, he is either a small bean or a short king, and we'll leave that up to the viewers to Perfect. decide. Comment below. Yeah, small bean or go. short king. Um. Anyhow. Um. <sighs> Acapella versus Dinosaur, the classic matchup. That was perfect. Also, but shout out to Brady. Brady is in his bag. Okay. I feel like this, this being Brady's like first new player season or whatever, he's coming mm-hmm. off of All-Stars, which was such a tough gig. Yeah. Anyhow, I feel like Brady is like, there's a, this is like a more confident, more realized Brady. He's better at tribal councils. He's better at challenges. Like I, yeah, I, I want to give Brady that. his props. Like I, I, I'm really liking Brady this season. He's like he's more quippy too, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's a little bit more like I uh, Acapella versus dinosaur is the winner. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I can jump um, on board that. Yes, and then there's also one point where where when we get this Justin versus T Rex, where T Rex is like booking it back with the ball. 
And there's a member of production I couldn't identify that is also just lightning bolt across the field. Super fast. And I was oh. thinking it might have been AJ. Hmm. Were they and like I, recording or just? They, no, it was whoever was filming. Like whoever oh. was filming was filming and running at full stop. And I wanted to, I wanted to say it was AJ, but I wasn't sure it was them. So I wanted to, I, I'm also throwing that one up the flagpole because I wanted okay. to give them the credits because they were running as fast as T-Rex did, but also while filming and keeping a steady cam. And I'm impressed with that. Yeah. we need the Even though the shot didn't the... get used, which would totally suck. Yeah. If you're worrying need... that hard for a shot and then it doesn't make the edit, you're like, great, right. fantastic. We need the intern to let us know who, uh, who that was. Yes. Um, and also nothing, nothing ever illuminates the difference between these two tribes than when Luke versus T-Rex goes on this ball and they just start and Luke just shoves T-Rex to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, these, these obsidian people have never, they've never, this is like when the posh private school has to go play like the farm boys from up north. <laughs> like, it's like, they're like, we play like, you know, we play lovely, the beautiful sport of basketball and three point <laughs> shots or whatever. And they have to go play against like, you know, um, I was going to use an actual like thumb team in Michigan. And I was like, that's not going to mean anything to 99% of these people, <laughs> except for the one person who went to bad axe high school, who's going to get pissed at me. Um, so I'm not even going to bother <laughs> with it. But at any rate, um, and I'm just going to reiterate again. Anne goes the other because we're going to lose Anne here, which I know which I was more than kind of so sucks. bummed. Um, because I love her and I feel like she was only getting better. Yeah, especially she just goes the other tribe kind of sucks. And I know I did that line reading already, and I wanted to give it again because it was so funny and such a brilliant depiction of the difference between these two groups of people. Where these obsidian people are like. I don't think they're looking forward to the swap just because I think they're like, I don't, like, I'm scared of these talk-ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said, Taylor, you are iconic. One point Taylor is talking yes. about being one in one of these iconic groups. I'm like, Taylor, you are, you're already yeah, there. Yeah, she is. Much like Lone Star <laughs> in the year 2001, honey, you are already there. Um, and then just in all caps, I wrote rhythm, tap ensemble. I love this, and yeah. I love more than this. I love that these people are going to this event. I thought the same thing. I was like, this is the kind of stuff, and I know we've talked about this before, but like, this is the kind of stuff that I would have loved if College Survivor was around when we were in college. Like, because you get the game part of it, but then you get yeah. these like real life moments, and you get these yeah. things where it brings you together, and you can party with these people, and you're like going to people's events and like supporting them. It's like, I don't know that that stuff. I just really like to see. So that was a really cool moment. And Justin, I totally agree. Justin brings his buff to to represent. And again, it goes back to like this cool kids club of yeah. like you know Katie's and on like rhythm tap ensemble. So obviously, like Jack and George and Lindsay are going to be there. And Justin's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go and I'm going to wear my buff. Mm -hmm. And then Mason's like, Well, if Justin's going to be there, I'm going to be there. And Taylor's <laughs> like, Well, if it's going to be iconic, I'm going to be there. Right. And so that's how we end up with this whole group, which is so funny. Yeah. At one point, I'm trying to, I try to remember if it's George. I think it's George that says that Justin is leadershipy. <laughs> and I think he kind I, I can't tell what he really means by that. Like, even in context, I'm kind of struggling to be like, What is leadershipy? I, I don't know I, if he means like he's a type A or he's like giving camp counselor energy like I frequently identify myself as. But like I just yeah. I don't know what we're I don't know what leadershipy is supposed to mean, but it's yeah. very fun. I feel like it's 
I kind of get what he's saying. I feel like Justin probably gives off that vibe of like being like, especially in the early days of Survivor when they had to like pick a leader, mm-hmm. he would be okay. the first person to be like, oh, it's definitely me or like assume that he's that role already. Okay. That's kind of how I read into it. Like if for some strange reason they had to pick a leader of the tribe, like Justin would already assume that he was the leader. That's what that's I good took. Insight, from. Joe. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. That's good. Asked and answered. Lovely. We're going to get a little <laughs> more of Justin here. First of all, we get the reappearance of the Yoshi wall, which very exciting, which also yes. now features a plush Yoshi, I think, also with it. Oh, which is, is that really added? Exciting. Oh, I think cool. it's getting better. Nice. Um, but then we get this conversation. I just want to give you the, the my final note on this okay. is I need to know everything about Justin right now. <laughs> because we get this whole thing where. Justin wants to meet up with Lindsay. <laughs> yes. And the direct quote is, Justin wants to go someplace fun. <laughs> and immediately, George, my comfort character, is immediately like, what? And everybody else here is like, what? And she's like, yeah, like the trampoline park. <laughs> and I'm like... Because at first there's this implication, like, is Justin trying to date Lindsay is kind right. of the subtext. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know that I get that vibe as much as I think Justin just takes meetings at the trampoline park. Like, I think if right. you had to work on a project, like, if you were assigned, like, into mm-hmm. a different class, Justin would be like, so should we meet someplace fun, like the trampoline park? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, sure. And right. then later, I'm sorry, I'm, like, actually crying tears. Here. That's hilarious. And then later on the vibe of something fun. <laughs> They end up doing this high school musical TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And Justin is really good. And Lindsay is not. Yeah, and I'm like, he's definitely been practicing this, like, on his own. This is... He 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 taught her this dance. Oh, like, 100%. He knew this going. He did not have to learn this. They did no. not have to watch and practice this. No, Justin no, was no. like, let me teach you how to do this. And he does it. So, and, like, honestly, with being an acapella, like, in all of this, like, is it giving Troy Bolton? Kind of. Yeah. So, good for you. Or at least it's giving, like, um, Joshua Bassett in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Like, it might not be actual, like, Zac Efron as Troy Bolton, but it might be, like, Joshua Bassett as Ricky Bowen in High School Musical, the musical, the (laughs) series. So, it's kind of, like, one step off. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm loving Justin. He's a great Justin character. Justin is emerging as this great character. Mm. I'm, I just, I love this. Yeah. Um, so the next we get this quesadilla five. Yep, that's the only note I wrote down for the entire episode. Did you write down who was in the quesadilla five? Because I did not. I just um, wrote quesadilla five because I was excited about the name. No, but I think I can picture it. I think it's Taylor, George, Katie, Lindsay, and Jack. That's what I was thinking it was, too. Because yeah. it's, the, it's the car four from the premiere. And now Taylor is... Correct. In. Yes. Which I love. Which I, I love. love this five. I love an alliance with a name. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's just good praxis to have a name. It right. makes it real. Yep. It's great. Um, we also get... And this is, this is only going to mean something to, like, a small portion of the viewers. But I just wrote down Justin at Pinball Pete R.I.P., um because mm. this place in ann arbor called pinball pete's where justin would i think i'm pretty sure that's where justin was filming his confessional app that's no longer going to be open so uh, i was, was sad. with all the paint on the wall and yes stuff? Oh, okay oh, i'm pretty fun. sure that was pinball pete's somebody can correct me in the comments if it wasn't but and i also believe i'm 
believe I read their closing pinball piece, which is sad. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I just wrote down, not Ross people again, <laughs> in reference to Justin and Mason. It's so funny because, like, you know, the University of Michigan is a very prestigious university, Joe. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> um, and I'm sure their business school is very prestigious as well. I mean, they turn out a lot of people. But if you like, if your only introduction to Survivor Michigan, or if your only introduction to the University of Michigan was Survivor Michigan, mm. you would think that anyone who went to the Ross Business School was a monster. <laughs> like, I like sometimes like when they bring up like, it's become like this is season six now, and it's become shorthand on the show that all you have to say is like, oh, they're Ross people. Mm. And we as Survivor Michigan viewers know what that means. We know what it means <laughs> to be a Ross person. And it's like, why? Why do we know this? Why That's do we have so this? Funny. Yeah. So um, sorry to all the wonderful graduates of the Ross School of Business. I'm not right. that sorry because they're all millionaires now and doing very mm. well from all their connections. Um, I wrote down here that Taylor is smart, smart. Mm. she has this moment where she's talking about um justin doesn't want to vote for mason um mm. and so he's throwing out ellie and Lindsay, and he's trying to protect mason which means that he's close to mason and i think yeah and then she's talking about Anne, and she's talking about how Anne is throwing out mason um because she wants to do the girls thing and all of this and she's really um like processing it Mm-hmm. In the way that you would hope a Survivor player would process it. I'm yeah. really, really high on Taylor. I Me think too. Taylor is right where she needs to be going into a swap. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, th- so we get this all-girls thing for a moment. And we have this all-girls space time. And then somebody, and I don't know, I think it might be Anne, says, it's worked in the past. And my note is, when? I was waiting for her to like reference something. And it's also funny that we brought up Derek and Cody's Big Brother season because wasn't that the season that Joey tried to put an all-girls alliance together and she was booted for that very reason. So when? When does this ever work? Yeah. Unless she had just recently watched Survivor One World and was like that was like her favorite season of survivor or like really kind of the only example people keep running back to yeah or well fans versus favorites yeah fans versus favorites but that's i i mean that is a women's alliance and it's the best women's alliance in probably reality tv history but it's also sort of like it's a women's alliance that happens in a very specific way that Mm. i think where many of the women and not to like let's dig into survivor micronesia now yeah. i think like there are several women in the women's alliance who don't want it to be a women's alliance it just mm. happens to turn out that way yeah that's fair and so, i and it didn't start from the very beginning of the season no. either um <clears throat> all that to say i love women's alliances same i would love them to work um yeah yeah also when we switch over to Sokka, the first thing we see is Thagis, where he goes going into this challenge my strategy was to lay low. That's laying low? My brother, you did the opposite of lay low. Whatever the <laughs> dictionary opposite of lay You stood high. You did yeah. the opposite of right. lay low. My man, you wrestled a lady to the ground. Whatever laying low is, you did not achieve it. Yeah. You did not accomplish laying low, my man. <laughs> this, I I was high-ish on Thagis last week. That has waned. 
Yeah. Um, I, I still think Thagis is a good dude, and I think he's in a good position. I just... It's, it's just going to be hard for me to get past that imagery. And especially <laughs> the, like... It's not just the imagery of it, because you get, like, in the moment... You and I have both played challenges in weekend games and in live games where we have both gotten too intense. I think that is very fair to mm, say. Yeah. You less than me. I'll own it. <laughs> I am who I am. I was going to use your 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 word from before when for myself, yeah. but uh, sure, I'm sure I've gotten You're like in a the very, like you're not like an aggressive dude, but like you're all in when you're doing challenges. That's like fair. you're yeah, like running as yeah. hard as you can, you're going as hard as yeah, you can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think you that. I, I mean have I I've ever had, tackled someone? I've had I don't more think outbursts so. than you have. I'll say it that way. <laughs> okay, there we go. We're counting outbursts, I probably win that. But, <laughs> so I get that. But I think the, my problem is like the very tone-deaf reaction Thajus has to this, where he's like trying to like high-five people. And even after it's over, he's trying to be like, yeah, we did it. And it's kind of like, you, you didn't. No, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Sorry. So um, Noah tells Grace about this clue. They go mm. idol hunting together. Noah finds the idol. Love it. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. There is no ceiling for this man. It no. seems. Um, every episode he keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the him and Grace me too. duo. This like is if if Noah and Ian are Jerry and George, uh, Noah and Grace are Jerry and Elaine. I'm kind of fine with that. Does that work? Yeah, because it's we... kind of like a like it's like a platonic team kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. where they have this like very cool platonic friend energy yeah. that just really seems to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I I want to get a I want to get a little more out of Grace. I like Grace, and she's in yeah. an incredible spot. Mm-hmm. I just want I want a little bit more character stuff from Grace. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes with these first-time players, it takes a while for them to warm up in confession. Like, some of them, it doesn't take much time at all. Right, right. Justin. (laughs) But I think maybe Grace is one of those people that needs a little bit more time to warm up in confessional. But I really like her. And Mm -hmm. I like the spot she's in. I'm very team Grace right now. Yeah, me too. I mean, Noah is just... I said last week that he's one of these people that's just built for this game. And Mm -hmm. every episode, like, he's just... You just watch him and you're just like, jeez, this guy is cooking yeah now, granted it's early it's the pre-merge we're right. going into a swap where he's not going to be in the numbers mm-hmm. he could be in trouble right i don't think so i, yeah, I don't same. get the vibe at all that he will be in trouble it's possible but I, I am excited to see him play in a different position yeah and he has an idol in his pocket so if he gets exactly. into a bad spot boom um i just want to i just want to point out was luke bamboozled was there skullduggery or was there jonesing? <laughs> Let's dig into this, Joe. Um, so we have the three tiers, apparently, of deception, which is bamboozled, skullduggery, and, and jonesing. jonesing. Yeah. I'm not sure how jonesing gets in there, because that's not how I understand that word. I think that was used not in the correct way, but I think I... Ian was just like, we're just going to roll with this and I'm not going to correct her. Yes. Um, Which yeah. I love. I love that that's love that become too. a new... Also, I would like to point out that in our group chat, which we have previously referenced, I used the word subterfuge, and I got <laughs> roasted for it in the group chat 
And now we get bamboozled, skullduggery. No, I'm bummed. I still, you've explained it probably three times. I still don't know what subterfuge is. I thought it was like a piece of machinery. I'm not going through this. <laughs> I'll scroll back through the text. <laughs> not for you or for anyone. <laughs> um, and I also wrote this note that I'm trying to think of the right way to say this because okay. it's a compliment that doesn't really sound like a compliment, but I mean it as a compliment. Okay. And <laughs> so Noah is having this conversation with Emily and I'm just like, I don't understand how Noah has this much Riz. Like, are you familiar with Riz, what the kids are talking about? I have just learned about this recently. Yes. I feel like if you look at Noah on paper, he, he doesn't feel like it. He doesn't immediately read Riz. Like you're mm. not immediately like this guy is just charming people to death. And yet, every time he's in a conversation with these people, it's just Riz. (laughs) He's just oozing charm. And I'm kind of like, this is not your stereotypical charmer. And Mm. yet, it's really, really working for He is almost kind of like a, and I can't believe I'm saying this three episodes in. It's almost like a better Mitch. Wow. It's almost like he's trying he's doing kind of what Mitch was trying to do early on in season one, just kind of like talk to everybody and be cool mm. and be friends. But it's really working for him in a way that it did end up working out for Mitch, kind of. Yeah. But only after he kind of leaned back into the strategic side of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Noah just has this ease about him that wow. is really cool. Like I think he might be cool, but I also like <laughs> and again, I mean this in a nice way. How is he this cool? <laughs> he's a Quidditch player. Like he's like he's Quidditch is cool guy. though, right? Is Quidditch cool? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. And <laughs> I, I feel mean, like... granted, I am old and I have never been the arbiter of cool in anyone's life. <laughs> but like maybe Quidditch is cool. Yeah, I remember. He, I think it actually. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like it was actually a thing when I was in college. Okay, because I remember hearing about it being like what, but um. Yeah, we could also attribute it to who he's dating. It's this is clearly Bailey's influence here. It's got to be right. This is Coach Bailey from the sideline yeah, for exactly. sure. Um, always happy to give her credit as much credit as possible. Yeah, um, but yeah, Noah is just he's just killing it. Just doing yeah, so good for sure. Um, I love Noah's principal's office. Where all these people have to come see Noah in the principal's office, and <laughs> Luke and Stephanie have to just come and oh like put their tails gosh. between their legs or whatever. And poor Stephanie, who is going to get voted out anyway, <laughs> even after oh. all this. Oh my gosh, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, Luke, I will say, gives it right back to Ian at Tribal Council. That <laughs> was he's like so like, funny. He's like, "How those stubby little legs get out?" <laughs> and I. Died. Yeah, I fully died. I really, genuinely, I want these two to get back on the same page. Mm-hmm. I I want these two to be like the most unlike. Like I just wrote down in my notes. I just said, why can't these two work it out? Yeah, is Luke Kramer? I feel like Luke might be Kramer, or maybe Luke is like Newman. Like if these guys are like Jerry, Jerry and George. <laughs> No, I think Stephanie has to be Newman in this episode. They do, there's just this hatred that seems to exist here for no reason. Um, 
hype man Ian is so funny. When she pulls this thing out and Ian's like, wait a second, hold on, step back. Bro. And I'm like, I was, <laughs> I was like, let the poor girl have a minute. She's been he, tackled. She's on the bottom. She's about to get voted out. Let her be for a second. That's what I was saying. It's just this tribe mascot thing that I love this strategy where like, if you're the guy on the outs, suddenly you are like, no guys, we got to stick together. <laughs> you are that guy. And Ian is, he's killing this role. He's so good. Cause he's like, first of all, poor Stephanie. I want to put that on the table. Yeah. It's, it's very brutal. This is one of like, this, I will have to say, this is like one of the very few moments where I'm just very like, yikes. Out yeah. The that's exactly really how I felt bad for her. Yeah. But, I also think that this is good strategy on Ian, as harsh as it is, and as, as not great as it may read on camera in the moment. Yeah. This is what he should be doing. He should be leaning into this group of people, especially as Abby's gone, Stephanie's gone, Luke's way on the outs. Like, this is what he should be doing. Yeah. It's just kind of yikes. And so wait, or, was, was the advantage fake? I, we never get clarity. I think... I think Stephanie was trying to play the gambit that I have an advantage that will be useful next week. So you need to keep me in the game so I can, because the whole point that Ian's trying to make is like, well, you can't use it tonight anyhow, which wasn't what she was trying to say. Right. Cause he didn't, say, let, her Cause he didn't, he didn't let, let her finish. He didn't let her finish. But then at some point she just <laughs> kind of gives up. And which I, I think really leads me to believe that this is probably like just fake, which fake by her. her though. Like she made it. I think so. Okay. And which, if that's the case, good on her. Yeah. I, good on her for same. trying something out the door. I love yeah. that. I um, wish she would have used it earlier in the episode, though, and been like, listen, I have this advantage. Like, yeah. keep me in one more week. We can, like, we're, we're obviously going to be swapping. Um, but I am glad, like you said before, just try stuff. Try so I am stuff. glad that she, she did that. It was just a very, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I, uncomfortable. I really felt for her. I hope whatever she's doing now, she's doing amazing things, but. That was just... I did write. I mean, I wrote down, this is one of the most brutal brood episodes ever across any franchise where somebody really just kind of gets beat up and then sent home. Yeah, like literally. So if we're doing, like, if we're doing a captain season next season, let's get Stephanie in on this. Yes. Like, let's do Jay and Abby and Stephanie. Yes. Let's, like, let's, let's get her involved in this Mm -hmm. because I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, So... Then we move on to this Obsidian Tribal Council. And mm. my first note is, let's just go inside. We don't need to do this. No one is watching for the lovely Michigan winter urban scenery. No. Like, I mean, the, no. the steps are nostalgic. But we yeah. like we want the safety of the players to be above anything else. So let them be inside for a couple minutes. Let's just go inside. I also wrote down, uh, I would not have guessed this would be the all-time Survivor Michigan Party tribe looking at these nine people sitting on these steps. <laughs> you don't look at, you don't have that picture hanging up on your wall and go, this, this is going to be the party team of all the party teams. Look at, yeah. Look at, there you go. Look at George, Katie, Justin, Mason, man, everywhere you go, party animals. You just cannot turn around without one of these people just trying to throw a rager. Oh my god! Um, and then, in all caps, tell Megan I said hi. It's another blindside. Wow! I hate this. I know. I love the blindside. Yeah. And I love the move. 
It's yeah. a great move mm-hmm. for all of these people who do it. I just hate it that it was Anne because I, I loved her and she's good. We have to stop doing this thing in Survivor where if a guy is strategic, he's too intimidating to vote out. But if a girl is strategic, we have to vote her out right away. We have to stop doing this. Yes. And I'm not accusing these players of doing this, especially, A, this was years ago. Right, I'm not, like, saying, like, ah, this is blah, 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 or whatever. But I just don't like this trend of it being, like, everybody is saying, like, George and Katie are running this tribe, and Jack is really scary. Mm -hmm. And everybody on Socket is, like, Ian and Noah are running things and whatever. And so, like, who do we, you know, it's like last week, like, you know, Luke, he's big, he's strong, he's whatever, let's vote out Abby. Yeah. Wait, what? And now this week is like, oh man, Ian and Noah are running everything. Let's vote out Stephanie. And then we go to Obsidian, and it's like, man, George and Katie are the king and queen of this tribe, and Jack is really scary. Let's vote out Anne. Yeah, I don't like Come it, on, guys. I know. I'm happy. I'm. I will have to say. I do have to say. I'm happy it wasn't Mason. I was worried it was going to be Mason because I. Yeah, I, his name was out there a lot. Mason is a sleeper pick for me this year. I like Mason. I think he's good. I think he needs to get into a better scenario. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Mason, if Mason makes a swap, I think let's watch for Mason next week mm-hmm. making moves. I like him. He's a sleeper pick. But I'm really sad it was Anne. I was I really hoping it was going to be T-Rex. I hate to say this, but you got to come to stuff, man. I know. you got to be in the mix. you got to be in the loop. Because even Emily was in the mix this week. She's mm-hmm. here. She's involved. Um both Lindsay's are in the mix this week. Um, Everybody is here except for, and Ellie is kind of involved in this thing a little bit. So even Ellie is like playing. So I was kind of glad she didn't get the boot either Mm -hmm. as much. Again, I would have, she was left out of the vote though, which was kind of interesting, which is bad, but it's also like, okay, come on, Ellie, come on, you know, and, and again, we get another from, and this is to go back to soccer. We get another Emily this week. Like, I'm really going to start playing this time. Guys. <laughs> I'm like, good for you. I like soccer, Emily. I do. Yeah. I, I think soccer, Emily is fun. And I'm on record as saying that. And I, I feel like soccer, Emily is like, needs to link up with Obsidian Lindsay. And I'm like, let's let mm. this be the new like power duo. Yeah. Like, I, I want uh, those girls to meet up and, if they could find a time to do it and meet right, up, right. I'm, I'm like, I want them to do that. Um, mm. And then we're on to next week, and it's a swap. And here this we go. Is, yeah, I'm very excited. I think it, it's coming at a good time. I think mm-hmm. it's really going to test some of these players, especially the ones kind of in the middle or on the bottom. Like, can they form new relationships? Can they, you know, what are they going to do? How is Ian and Noah going to mess it all up? You know, they're going to somehow you know they be involved in both tribes in some way, shape, or form. So and I'm really I, excited. I'm praying. This is my next episode of prayer. Okay. Can we get Ian and Katie on the same tribe? Ooh. I need Ian. And, I need Lindsay and Emily, and I need Ian and Katie. Ian and, Katie. and then just whatever Noah does, will love. Right. Link, <laughs> link Noah up with any or all of these people and. <laughs> Let's let's let him go to town. I love this guy. Yeah. Um, all right. So, without any further ado. Oh gosh, we have work to do. Power rankings, guys. It's mm-hmm. in the name. We are legally, morally, ethically bound to do some power ranking of something every episode. It's early on, so we're going to stick to power ranking the top three from each tribe. Going into a swap, 
Actually, I, I don't have mine formally written down yet. I know who mine okay. are, but I'm I don't have mine formally written down yet. So okay. Let me do that cool. real quick. Okay. Do we want to start with Obsidian? We can. My only problem is my number one and number two. Interesting. Okay. I don't know which way to go with this. I mm. wrote them down in a specific order that I'm going to stick with, but I'm not married to it. Okay. So Obsidian number one, who do you have? I put, oh, I kind of want to change mine. Can I change it? <laughs> yeah. You have not said anything yet. So you're not locked into anything until you say it out loud here on the pod. And it comes across the closed captioning on the bottom of the screen that is only right about 75% of the time. <laughs> you say really crazy things sometimes. I will say I did just write three names, so I didn't necessarily yeah. rank them. But anyway, I'm putting Taylor. You're going to put Taylor at number one. Fantastic. Yeah. I love this for her. I Taylor is at number three on my list. Okay. But it's a very tight three, and I think she's great. Talk to me about Taylor. I just, honestly, I felt like it was difficult for me to even choose, and I think that's why I initially didn't even rank them, because I was just kind of like, I think the way I do it sometimes is like, I watch the episode, I wait a little bit. If I If somebody comes to mind, I'll like throw them down early. But sometimes I like to kind of like marinate on the episode a little bit. And then I kind of think back and kind of just kind of go with like who I feel like I either saw a lot from, saw a lot of good things from, who might be in a good spot or something. So I feel like Taylor, I put it number one. We talked about it before. Like she's in a really good spot. She's viewing the game in a really strategic way. She has this like cross tribal thing with Noah. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to like... I feel like I gave the like producer players number one spots last time. So I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit and give it to some new people, which might change on the other side. But anyway, so anyway, I just love Taylor. She's iconic. I think she's in a great spot. And I feel like even with the swap coming up, like I'm not knock on wood, like worried oh, about her. Yeah. I feel the same. Taylor's in a great spot. And she's a combination of somebody who's in a great spot and I feel like is playing well, mm -hmm. which I always love to see when someone is clearly in a good spot on the tribe, but then also she's thinking the right thoughts. She's doing the right things. She's in the mix. She's in the case of five. Like she's worked her way into this core, core group of people that is clearly interested in working together long-term. And now mm -hmm. she's in, she's a part of it, but she's also got all of these other connections, all of these spider webs that, that yeah. go all out. I really, really love Taylor. I only put her in three um, because I did mom and dad at the top this week. Um, okay. So I have George in my number one spot. Gotcha. Okay. I had him in number three. So. And I wrote flu George because he had the flu. Flu George. Um, much like Michael Jordan, even with the flu, the man cannot miss. <laughs> um, I feel like George is just getting better. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he, like, I feel like he has this thing with Jack that I think yeah. is really solid. Like, even though Jack knows about the George and Katie thing. Oh, also, when George is like, we're basically dating. I was like, you, sir, <laughs> you, sir, are just a delight. Um, <laughs> and Jack knows about this and he doesn't care. Like, he still is like, I'm in with George. Like, George and I share something. And, and, and. I feel like he's just good. 
I feel like he's he's yeah. in that really good spot. I feel like the soccer people are pretty well determined that they're not going to vote out these producers early. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not worried about George in a swap situation. Yeah. I think he continues to sail. I think he just continues to get better. And I, you know, party dad George is going to get some new um, recruits to whatever this frat is that he's running and he and Jack are like co-presidents of. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna get a new rush next week. And I think that's just what it's going to be is everybody's just rushing George, Jack and Katie Tower or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So <laughs> I'm excited. OK, who is your number two? I put Jack. Okay, see, I dropped Jack out of the list this week. I have Katie in number two. That's fair. I think Katie deserves to be in the top three. Um, So let's talk about Jack first, though. Yeah, I just really liked his confessional. I think he he had the episode title, too, like the Russian doll Mm -hmm. metaphor. I don't know. I just liked the way that he was approaching the game and, like, laying out the different layers of the alliances and, like, so I don't know. That stuck out in my mind. Like I, I know we sang his praises in the last podcast. Um, we didn't get like a ton from him this episode, but that was just something that I really remembered after watching it. So I threw him on the list for that reason. I feel like um, I feel like he's. We kind of said it last time. Like he's doing the correct thing with the information that he has. Like he's leaning into working with Katie and George instead of mm-hmm. trying to like get the troops against them. Yeah. I think that's going to help. I think they're going to be really good sh- like shields for him. Um, and I really hope that he's set up well enough to manage the, the swap, you know, however, whichever tribe he ends up on. So that's kind of why I went that way. I like Jack. I had to drop him out of my list this week just because we didn't get a ton from him outside of this stuff with George. Um, and I also, my fear for Jack is I think Jack is somebody, I feel like Jack and Noah, like are of similar types but I feel like mm. Noah is this really laid back unassuming version of this where Jack is almost more from the Jackson school of like, he is really enjoying this and he's mm. kind of really feeling his oats a little bit. And yeah. I feel like in a swap that may not pay as good of dividends for mm. him. I worry about him. He's the one person in a, in a swap that I worry if he somehow ends up on the wrong side of the numbers or something happens where soccer people will go, we got to get this guy out. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then in my number two, I had Katie. Um, Love it. Just because I think Katie is great. We didn't get a ton of Katie this week, but I wanted mm-hmm. to put her high because I love the idea that if Katie is doing rhythm tap ensemble, all these damn people are going to be in the audience watching her stomp it out. Yeah. Like that they like are like, Katie is such an important person to this tribe that like, we are not missing this. Like mm-hmm. we are all going to, and yes, it's personal. They clearly like Katie as a person, or you wouldn't do this. But it's also gameplay of they know they need to be in good with Katie. They know they need to pull Katie into this girl's thing if they're going to do a girl's thing. Mm-hmm. They know, like, it, I feel like, in a din, and again, going into a swap, you have this thing with Katie and Noah, Katie and Ian. She is the hub of these producers, people. She is the glue yeah. holding all of this together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like no matter how this swap turns out, She's always going to have people. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I think that's always a really, really great. I think that's the spot you want to be in in a swap Mm -hmm. is where every version of the swap you have somebody. Right. I agree. Love it. So let's move on to Sokka. Okay. My number one on Sokka, I have uh, have Noah. Same. Come on. 
<laughs> Come on, man. We haven't talked about him enough. So on, what else is there to say? <laughs> he has his own principal's office this week. Mm-hmm. He finds an idol. He's got Grace. He's got Ian. Um, yeah. What more can you say? Well, I mean, Noah's great. We yeah. love watching him play. Um, yeah, there's not really much more you can say. Um, we really, truly have become the Bailey's boyfriend raking guys. We and, really have. Um, it's it's going to take some muscle to dethrone this guy, I think, <laughs> both in the game and in the power rankings game. Yeah, someone will have to wrestle us to the ground and try to <laughs> yes, change Vegas, the name of our podcast. He's going to have to, um, yes. And so who do you have in your number two? So even though we didn't get to see a lot from her, I put Grace. I put Grace in my number two as well. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I think she's playing the the game well. I think she's set up with some good alliances. I think, you know, that Grace is five or whatever from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think she's obviously, like I said before, like I love the her and Noah duo. I think that's mm-hmm. a really good duo. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like where she's at in the game. And I think... And again, I know, like I say this a lot about a lot of people, like when we come up with the swap, but like, I'm really interested to see how she handles the swap. Like, does she make new relationships? Like if she's swapped away from Noah, I think that Mm -hmm. would be interesting. I mean, obviously in college survivor, you can still meet up with other people, but I think I would like to almost kind of see her kind of on her own a little bit and see like what new relations, new relationships she can um, form. I would love to see like a her and Taylor thing. I think that would be interesting with like the Noah bridge there. Icons only. Um, yes. Yeah. So I really like her and I, I hope we get to see more from her, um, especially next week. So yeah, yes. she's number two. I think the thing is this soccer tribe has been so crazy and so chaotic that we've seen almost everybody's name come up at one point except for Grace. Yeah. That's I think Phages is probably the only other name that hasn't come up to get voted out because we've seen votes for Noah, votes for Ian, Luke, Stephanie, Emily. Lindsay, Ellie, nothing. No, Ellie's on the. Oh, that's oh, never mind. Yeah. Sorry, Ellie. But we can say, <laughs> um, but nobody has ever talked about Grace. Right. She is not on anybody's radar to vote out. Yeah, but she is clearly in good with these people. She has this original Grace and the Boys thing. Mm-hmm. She's got this thing with this group that voted together last week. Yeah. Um, she's somebody. She's in with Noah, and Noah is in with her in with her like Mm -hmm. he is very serious about this so you look at it and you just go if nobody is saying your name but you are in the center of every conversation and the power it's a really really good place to be it was probably the it was probably the finding the idol thing that's what put noah into the one over this yeah Mm -hmm. man grace is in a great spot and she's playing her spot really well yeah so again on the same page as the taylor thing of it's like you're those two are definitely i would love to see them link up yeah so in my number three spot i did put ian this week in the number three spot and i put the villain in number three as well so we got it on the nose (laughs) um it's a good bounce back from last week mm-hmm. for Ian. Yeah. Um, he, he's doing good things. He's doing, like I said, this this tribe mascot thing. He's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ian is somebody who would do well in a swap. Because I think a lot yeah. of what happened in these first couple episodes had a lot to do with this Abby, Stephanie, and Luke thing that obviously no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think Ian now, like, they're like, 
Ian producer gate is over. Everyone knows he's a producer. <laughs> right. Like, and I think in that way, the whole crash and burn thing of that is actually going to end up being good for Ian in the long mm. run. Because the fact that now it's out, it's over. Nobody really cares anymore. Yeah. Like we were talking about like pulling at the threads, like, oh, like we have like, Ian was a producer. It's the kind of the first domino to fall because it was very easy. It was mm-hmm. already 85% of the way over. <laughs> it barely fell. Right. But then you have Katie, Katie and George, Noah and Taylor. You know, do these people know about Noah and Babe? Like, what is the status of their knowledge of that? Like, mm-hmm. all of, like, I feel like, I feel like everybody's figured out Ian's thing. So, like, yeah. nobody else is really interested in it because, like, everybody knows, like, oh, it's, it's Ian. Like, he was a producer. He did a very poor job of hiding it, whatever. And then that way, I feel like he's now off people's radar. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares anymore. Right. Well, it's enough weeks into the game now. Like, other people have emerged as threats and targets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's insulated his himself pretty well with Sokka. And I feel like in a swap, like any of the Sokka members that he ends up with, I think continue to work with him. And then I agree. if he ends up with a George, a Katie, um, maybe some of these other people, um, I feel like he'll just continue working his Valian magic and yeah. like continue to, to and do And I feel well. like he has it, even with <clears throat> Luke, I feel like he has this weird, like, enemies to friends arc going with Mm -hmm. like are they like are they like roy kent and jamie tart maybe like is that is that what they're like where they're like ian is kind of like this grumpy roy (laughs) kent where like he kind of doesn't like anybody and he's kind of like older and he's over it and luke is kind of like this bouncy like can't stand still like whatever like is there like like roy and jamie upside maybe to this relationship i hope i could see that i just need these two i I'm sure they are friends in real life. I need them to become friends in this mm, game. I need yeah. them to work together just to complete this arc for me. <laughs> but I agree. I think Ian is good. I think Ian is, is somebody who he's a good meat shield if you want to do that. Um, right. He's somebody that's just, I think he's do, he's good and I think he's only going to get better. Because mm-hmm. the thing about Ian is he's like, he is good. Like he's good to hang out with. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He's like, he has his own kind of weird charm Riz thing going on, like (laughs) where he's kind of like, he kind of can turn on this charm as well. And I think that people like, I think people are going to be impressed by, I think the Obsidian newbies, when they like meet and sit down with Ian for the first time are going to be impressed by how much they like him. Mm. And I think there is an Ian like ability factor that hasn't been explored this season that I think is going to play really well for him in a swap. That's Mm. what I'm trying to say. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I would circle around to my place, like, right around the landing strip. Right. Right. There. right. So uh, that's funny. Three episodes in feeling crazy. Great about this season. Yeah. It's been feeling great about this cast. Mm-hmm. Really good. I feel really good about this cast. Like yeah, I really too. like so many of these people, even the people who haven't gotten a ton of airtime. I feel like there's like two or three people who we still don't really know anything about. But besides that, I mean, at this point, if you're like, I've got over a dozen people that I have strong reads on and strong opinions on right. this early in a season, you're cooking. Yeah, exactly. And, and we are cooking. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. We're going into a swap. What else is there to say? I can't wait to be back here with you again next week. Uh, seeing what kind of craziness happens and hoping that no more smart women get voted out. Yeah, let's stop that trend. No smart women voted out in episode four. No. That's my trend. 
Um, Trend well, alert. No <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Yes. Um, you said you had something you wanted to say at the end of the episode. Yes, I have a little surprise. Yes. Um, so do me a favor. Can you move to your right in the, in the frame? I know Can this I is very random. my right in the yes. frame like this way? Yeah, a little bit more. Okay. Okay, good. I'm going to move over. Sorry, this is a red. I, don't, I okay. genuinely have no idea. This is <laughs> I don't know what we're doing right now. I practiced this before Paul got on, so I think this, it's, this is going to work because I want to make sure I see your face. But I have a little bit of a message for you. Okay. So if people don't know, um, Paul's birthday is actually tomorrow. So I have a little surprise for him. And he has oh no idea God. what this is. So I want to get his really live don't. reaction. I don't know if it's going to start and we right have away. Not but... about this. I didn't know. I didn't know you knew. It yeah, he had no idea. I did um, not know right. you knew this. Let me see if this works. Oh, oh my god! I'm nervous. Hey, Paul! Happy birthday! It was so great meeting you this year. I'm so glad that we got to do my exit interview together. Um, so fun to talk to you. I always love hearing your takes on Survivor Michigan. And fingers crossed that one day soon we'll be able to get into the live games together. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Happy birthday. Uh, looking forward to hearing your takes on season six and uh, hope you cross paths sometime in the future. Cool. Happy birthday. Yeah. Ta-da. I am dead. <laughs> I, I am rarely caught speechless in my life. I, I have nothing to say. This is one of this is an all timer, Joe. Oh, this is, yay. This is an all time birthday gift. Truly, I, I I do turn 34 tomorrow and I'm thrilled about it. I am one of those people who has begun enjoying birthdays again That's because good. I love being here. I love this is really shocking and amazing. <laughs> Thank you to Bailey and Noah, first of all. Yes. And for, yeah, for people that didn't, that are just listening to this, that was Bailey and Noah giving Paul a birthday shout out. Um, I, I cannot take full credit for it. So I'll tell you a quick story of how we got to this. But, um, and it's funny because we were talking about this in the beginning, I think before we even started the podcast. But so Paul's bestie, Brianne, reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I'm thinking about maybe getting Paul like a survivor cameo. Do you know any of his favorite players? And even though Paul and I have been friends for years, I really didn't know any. So I was kind of thinking, I was like, maybe I could like randomly ask him, but I'm like, that might not be organic. And I was like, well, wait a second. What if I get him some Survivor Michigan players um, to do like a little cameo thing for it? So the idea led from her. So I wanted to make sure I give her credit. Um, I will yeah. be thanking her after this. Okay, good. This is, there's no CBS player I would want to see just that. <laughs> like I just I want to be very clear that I'm not do like I'm not doing a bit. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. There's no one you could have gotten from CBS <laughs> that would have made that would have made my night like that. Yeah. And it's this funny though because truly... before we started the podcast, we started talking about like previous players. So it was funny because you mentioned a couple that were your favorites, and I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. But I was like. I think he's going to like this way better. So yeah, thank you so much this to Bailey and Noah. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is it. Nothing could ever usher me going into a new year of my life. And for those of you who don't know, like we were, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So like it's 11.38 p.m. <laughs> the night before my birthday. So this is like the time my was first perfect. official birthday greeting. This is how I am beginning my 34th year of being a human is being congratulated by, I mean two two of my favorite players ever i think we can comfortably say that i we're only three episodes into one of them but <laughs> i think we can comfortably say these two are these two i mean we know bailey but yeah I, i'm thrilled 
I did not yeah, see yeah. that coming. This <laughs> little blind is, side for you. This is this is truly the tell Megan I said hi moment of the season <laughs> so far. Um, thank you, Joe. First of all, that's You're really welcome. kind and wonderful. Thank oh, you. Please. It was yeah. All thanks um, to Bailey and Noah. That was great. And huge thanks to Bailey and Noah. This is you know I I'm I'm entering my Bailey and Noah year. That's, that's what I'm it's declaring. the Bailey and Noah era. It's the Bailey and Noah era. I am in my <laughs> Bailey and Noah era now. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I guess I'm. We're signing off, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's no other surprises happening. This is the Thank end you of the Lord, podcast. Because I don't. I am. <laughs> I am at max capacity tonight. That's amazing. You guys, thank you so much for staying with us and for listening. We will see you next week um, here on the Power Rankings, guys. I'm Paul. I've been here with Joe. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. We are out. See you next week.